Welcome to the Hannah Miller Show. And here she is, Hannah Miller. Spokenly conservative and unashamedly Christian. This is Hannah Miller, and this is what happened this week. So, uh, well, first of all, just a quick reminder, I'm due with my fifth baby sometime in the next three weeks. Doc doesn't think I'm going to make it all the way to the next three weeks, uh, to the end of the three weeks. So if I just drop off the radar, that's probably what happened. Um, So just be aware of that. We're excited. We're getting ready over here. And uh, just know that that's probably going to happen sometime in the next three weeks. So, uh, but anyway, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. It's could be a lot shorter uh, than typical. Um, I just, you know, was looking out at the political landscape this week, and there's not, there's some cultural stuff that I wanted to make a few brief comments about, but nothing that I just really felt like, oh, I just really want to dive into this. So I'm going to make some cultural comments about some things, and then offer you a little bit of biblical advice regarding uh, cultural commentary. And some of that stuff. And so, so first of all, the first thing that I want to talk about this whole Barbie movie, um, I've really been astonished at the amount of people in my life who are good, solid people who have gone to see this movie and then done one of two things either said, I really regretted it, or they said, I had to get up and leave. In the middle of it. Now, there's a lot of people that I know that went and saw it and they've had, you know, they thought it was the best thing since sliced bread and blah, blah, blah. But there's been quite a handful of people who have, and they've written these reviews and, and kind of thing. And I've just been really surprised. Do we not, you know, I don't, I don't go see any movie. I don't let my kids watch any television show without Googling a review of the movie to see what it's going to be about and whether this is worth our time. I mean, this movie, first and foremost, Barbie is rated PG-13. So right there off the bat, you know, this is not a kid's movie. <laughs> uh, there is some, some things in this movie that are not going to be appropriate for children. So you shouldn't be taking your children, your young children. And then is there going to be any kind of agenda? Is there going to be any kind of message that I disagree with? Um, the very first place I go when I'm looking for that information is PluggedIn.com. PluggedIn does a great job. They're very fair. And I read their review that they did on Barbie, and it was very fair. Um, they they tried to be very balanced regarding what the pros and the cons, and they have a long list of pros uh, that they go through for folks who are interested in going to see Barbie. But then they've got a long list of cons as well, and so they're a they're a great resource. Um, and I just want to caution folks, you know. Before we go and expose ourselves, before we go and give our money to these things, we really should do our research first. And just because there's an element of nostalgia uh, regarding Barbie or some other movie that's come out doesn't automatically mean that they deserve our money. (laughs) Okay? And so let's do our due diligence before we even... and, And I'm assuming probably most folks listening to this podcast do that. Um, You know, most of those who listen to this probably already do the pluggedin.com thing. They're probably already doing their due diligence. Um, But I was surprised by some of the folks that I saw on social media and in conversation who had gone to see this movie not doing a bit of research before they went and so, and I know, you know, Ben Shapiro's out there and he's got this 45 minute re- scathing review and, and there's all these different things. And, 
you know, they're, but again, PluggedIn.com, they did a really fair job. They talked about some of the very, the very positive aspects and things that Barbie tried to communicate in this movie. And then they talked about a lot of the cons. And there was a lot of sexual content. There was a lot of inappropriate uh, language, jokes, gestures, that kind of thing. That for me, that alone would have written it off for me. Um, but then there is a, a bit of an agenda, not just a bit, but there is an agenda when it comes to male-female relationships, feminism, messaging about women and girls and careers and jobs and that kind of thing that I just think is not a, um, not the one, it's not the message that I want to communicate to my daughters. And that was one of the things that one of the moms that was uh, that's in my circle said, you know, she took her daughter and they had to get up and leave because of the messaging that was in this movie. So do your due diligence before you go, before you give them, because they're not going to get their money back. You know, Barbie's now got their money uh, for their two or three tickets. And that just goes into their coffers and it continues to tell Hollywood that this is the kind of content that we want. Because remember, we vote with our dollars, especially when it comes to entertainment. Okay. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about just really quick, there's, of course, there's a Le- LeBron James' son. Um, he collapsed from cardiac arrest during basketball practice this week. And then Tori, and of course, he's, you know, an 18-year-old. And then, you know, LeBron James actually was had some hesitancy about the vaccine initially. and had, But then he came back later and he said that he definitely took the vaccine. You know... It's hard to, and then and then one commentator was like, I think he's lying. I don't think he nor his family took the vaccine. I don't think he would have been pressured into doing that. I, who can who can say? Who can know? Other than the fact that his 18-year-old son, which is highly unlikely for an 18-year-old to collapse and have a cardiac arrest, especially one who's in the peak of health, uh, such as being an athlete uh, for with basketball and that kind of thing, you that's very suspicious. Uh, and of course, we all, our mind goes immediately to the most likely conclusion, which is this young man did get the vax, plays for US, USC, and they required it of their players. So he probably did because he wanted to play basketball. Um, and, you know, and this is the consequences of that. And it's just terrible. I haven't heard any you know, I don't. I don't think he's he's passed or anything like that. I'm assuming the hospital was able to uh, come alongside him and his family. The other one was Tori Kelly. She's a musician this week that she collapsed at dinner with friends on, I believe, Sunday night, and. She's a young, probably about my age, probably in her 30s, early 30s at most, um, young woman who collapsed and then was rushed to the hospital where they discovered blood clots. Probably the same thing. Probably the vaccine. And, you know, there's some of these that may not be, you know, I don't like to like every single thing you look at and you're just like, oh, vaccine, 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 everything is from the vaccine. There's probably some of them that are not. Um, But the odds are that most of them probably have been, especially when you've got young people who are like in Tori Kelly's situation or LeBron James' son's situation who are in the peak of health, young people. And there really isn't any other kind of uh, reason for what's going on in their bodies. Uh, the other thing is that I wanted to mention just quick is uh, Mitch McConnell. 
Uh, he was doing a press conference for the Senate and just completely froze up. If you haven't seen the video, um, he's just standing there, he's talking, and then all of a sudden, nothing. And somebody said that he had a stroke. I'm not sure that that's what happened, but he did not utter another sound that I saw and just stood there in front of the microphone like he just completely lost his train of thought but never even tried to save it and everybody just kind of froze and then he had to be walked off by other senators and so you know he's just he's an elderly guy and we have a lot of legislators unfortunately who are in that stage of life so I don't know uh, what the uh, official announcement is going to be about what happened with Mitch McConnell. I haven't heard it yet, um, but he's obviously not well, uh, along with many of the, I mean, it's just the same as Joe Biden. We're seeing the same kind of thing with Joe Biden. Joe Biden this week said that he, he claimed that we cured cancer, all cancer. <laughs> no, and no, nobody's going to, nobody's going to say anything. Uh, you know, I mean, if, if Donald Trump would come out and be like, Hey, we, you know, we, we cured COVID. I mean, he would, the, the scathing, the lies that people I mean, the, the the names that people would call him, calling him a liar, would be, I mean, they'd be right, they'd be right on track. But yet, he come, but Joe Biden comes out, and, and because, why? Because he's not in his right mind. And Mitch McConnell's having something of the same sort of thing happen physically to him. And and I'm not one, I don't support term limits. Um, I've talked about that before. I, I do not support term limits. I don't support necessarily an age limit either. Um, just because uh, there are some people that are smart as a whip and in, in their older age, and they shouldn't be held back by that. And so I think some of those numbers can be kind of arbitrary, and medicine can really impact that from one decade to the next, really. Um, we should just know better as a people. <laughs> That's the thing. We should just know better than to be voting in some of these folks that are in their 80s and in poor health and have demonstrated that they're in poor health. And that's on us. It really is. And when we have the power, uh, you know, we, we actually have term limits and it's called voting and we just don't vote them out. We apparently like it when we have super old people in charge who don't have all of their mental acuity. That's, you know, apparently we like that. We like to be embarrassing on the, in the international stage. And uh, so we keep voting it in, apparently. So uh, the other thing is that I was going to talk about was the uh, Jason Aldean song um, that came out this last week. And that's the, you know, try that in a small town. And it's created a little bit of controversy. One of the things uh, here recent, just in the last day or two, they took out some of the clips and people were like, oh, he caved to the left me leftist media. He was going to get sued, apparently, by some news outlet where the video footage that he used in that video came from originally. It came from a news outlet, and I forget which one it was, MSNBC is, is, is the one that keeps coming to mind, but I'm not, I'm not positive about that. But whatever news outlet it was, it was saying, hey, you used our, our, uh, our video footage, we're going to sue you. And so he, they stripped out that footage, and it was from Black Lives Matter riots and all that from the summer of 2020. And so they pulled that out, and he's uh, and, and so it wasn't necessarily a caving to the left, um, as some people were accusing him of. It was just him trying to avoid getting sued over it. And so I don't really fault him for that. Um, you know, and then there's people who are talking about how, how could he really have written this song? He's from Macon, Georgia. Macon, Georgia's not a small town. Look, he's a musician. 
He's just writing a. He, he's singing a song. Uh, mus- musicians have, you know, they don't have to have had their. Um, they sing a lot of songs that they have no personal experience with. They're just singing it to connect or represent or resonates with them. Um, and sometimes they're just singing it to connect with their audience or represent who they know their core audience to be or because it rep- it resonates with them personally, uh, whether they had that personal experience or not. And of course, on the grand scheme of cities, uh, Macon, you know, in comparison to Macon, Georgia, in, in comparison to some cities in the United States would be a smaller city. Uh, it's definitely not you know, New York City or Chicago or LA or whatever, but it's not the the city down the street, the the town down the street that's 1,400 people either. And so, you know, I just think it's kind of silly. And I really have thought that a lot of the debate around, around the Jason Aldean song is kind of silly. And I really haven't waded into a lot of it. And, and here's why, because, and, I, and this is one of those things where, uh, biblically, and this is where we'll we'll get into some of my biblical commentary with with all of this. A lot of this kind of things is is drama, and there's there's a quote that I ran across recently about drama that has that's really stuck with me, and that I try to tell people because when I especially in counseling situations, because drama doesn't just walk into your life. You know, bad things happen, but just because bad things happen to us, um, you know, you, ha- you have a car wreck or somebody passes away or those, that's not necessarily drama. Okay. Um, you can have those things without drama, but a lot of the things that politically we get caught up talking about in our culture that we watch, you know, and, and not to throw shade, but a lot of commentators these days spend a a bulk of their time doing is responding to drama. And I just think that's a waste of time. I just, it's a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time. It's why, and I try to be very careful about what I'm going to talk about on this show because I don't want it to just be cultural drama. A lot of it's just clickbait-ish and they're just doing it for clickbait and entertainment purposes. I'm not here to entertain you. I'm here to educate you. Okay, that's what I want to be doing here on this show. And so, but the quote that I was referring to that's kind of stuck with me about drama is that drama doesn't just walk into your life out of nowhere. Okay, like I said, bad things can happen, but it doesn't necessarily mean that there's going to be drama associated with it. You either create drama, invite drama, or associate with people that bring it. Okay, and that that third part associate with people that bring it really could be lumped into the second part, which is invite it. So drama doesn't just walk into your life out of nowhere. You either create it, invite it, or associate with people that bring it. And so when you're sitting in the middle of a a firestorm and it's just like, what is all this drama in my life is just ridiculous. And you've got all these emotional upheavals and arguments and silly stuff that's going on. Ask yourself, did I create this? Did I invite it? Or am I associating with people that bring it? Now, I recognize that sometimes we have relationships with folks who, you know, we can't just uh, cut out all the toxic people. I know that's really trendy right now to say it's just cut out all the toxic people. Uh, some of those people need us and God has us in their lives for the purpose of ministry for them, ministering to them. 
Okay, and you need to be the one that helps them navigate and get out of the drama. But aside from situations like that, you need to ask yourself, if there's drama in your life, are you creating it? Are you inviting it? Or are you associating with people that bring it? And a lot of times, it's, you know, I'm astonished at the women, especially who get caught up in drama that has nothing to do with them on social media. You know, somebody says something on social media and they go to the comment section and then they spend all this time of their life sucked into reading these comments back and forth between total strangers on the internet they've never met before. And they waste their life reading this stuff that's just somebody else's drama. Okay? So, you know, walk away from those kinds of things. Don't get caught up in those kinds of things. And so let me give you a little bit of, you know, like I said, you know, you ask yourself if you if you have drama in your life, did I create it? Did I invite it? Or am I associating with people that bring it in that bring it? And what's going on in your heart, you know, or when it comes to creating it? Are there certain behaviors in your life that you need to curtail because you're the one that's creating it in your own life? Or how are you inviting it in? What are you doing to invite it in? Who are the people that maybe you do need to put a little bit of distance between you and them? Or you just need to shut down that line of conversation and say, you know what, this is none of my business. Uh, so I don't, I don't really want to have anything to do with this. So, you know, because the Bible tells us, uh, Galatians 5, 15 through 16, however, if you continually bite and devour one another, beware that you are not consumed by one another. But I say live by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. In 1 Corinthians 3, 3, for you are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are you not carnal and walk as men? And, you know, these strife, divisions, envying, sounds like drama to me, sounds like drama. And so here's the thing, here's just some, some words of advice. If it has nothing to do with you, mind your own business. That's Proverbs 26, 17. He that passes by and meddles with strife belonging not to him is like one that takes a dog by the ears. Right? Don't do it. It's unwise. It's dumb. That's what this proverb is saying. If you, if you are walking by and you meddle in strife, in drama that does not belong to you, that is dumb. It's like taking a dog by the ears. So if it has nothing to do, this is all biblical advice regarding drama. Because, you know, you're sitting there. How, how, do you, how do you determine? How do you decide what things that you're going to care about politically? What things you're going to care about that a commentator that you follow is talking about? If it has nothing to do with you, which a lot of our responses as commentators to entertainment and those who are out of Hollywood or whatever, a lot of that has nothing to do with us. Some of it does because it impacts our culture. So sometimes it's worth a nod in that direction, but we can get really caught up in responding to things that come out of Hollywood and the music industry and blah, 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 when for the most part, it has nothing to do with us. Um, politics does affect us because they write policies and policies affect people. Uh, so I will grant that there's more reason to be involved with some of that. And that has more to do with us and it is more of our business. But there are some things that even in politics, it's just like, I, I don't care. And this is one of the criteria. If it doesn't have anything to do with you, mind your own business. The other thing is when it starts gossip. Um, you know, if you're looking at something and you're like, should I, should I care about this? Um, is it starting gossip? 
Proverbs 16.28, wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Liars pay close attention to slander. Proverbs 26.20, without wood a fire goes out. Without a gossip a quarrel dies down. In Ephesians 4.29, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. This is one of my uh, life verses, actually. Let everything you say be good and helpful. That's the criteria. That's really when it comes down to it and you're looking at uh, something that you're like, is this drama? Is this, you know, should I continue this? Should I talk about this? That's the question I ask myself a lot of times for this very podcast. Is it good? Is it helpful? Will it be an encouragement to those who hear these words? If not, a lot of times it's just gossip. It's meaningless. It's drama. And it shouldn't have anything to do with our lives. All right. The other thing is when it started with a lie. Okay. And of course, that's, you know, this is an easy one. I don't have to go do, a, you know, give you a lot of scripture to be like, thou shalt not lie. But, you know, Proverbs 19, 9, a false witness will not go unpunished. And he who breathes out lies will perish. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. Proverbs twelve twenty two, Ephesians four twenty five. therefore having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor for we are members of one another. So when something starts with a lie, um, be very, very careful because a lot of times uh, that that's a bad precedent, and and if you don't, and this goes back to, um, you know, for me Philippians four eight, you know, whatever is what's whatever is true, what's ever honest, whatever things are just, and if it's not, if it's not true, then we shouldn't have anything to do with it, shouldn't continue to perpetuate it, uh, so to speak. So. Um, and then just kind of as a reminder, you know, when it comes to drama, Matthew 5 9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. In Proverbs 15, 1, a soft an- answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. Ask yourself what I'm about to say, what I'm about to partake in, whatever the situation is, is it going to stir up wrath, stir up anger, or is it going to help diffuse the situation because you and I are called to be peacemakers. Now, sometimes I know we got a friend, they need to call us, they need to rant, they need to, they need to just get some things out. And, and that's okay for them to do that. Um, and, and for us to just take it and then not respond and then not, don't escalate the situation. Don't be somebody that escalates the situation, either in personal life or on social media or in politics or anything like that. And then a lot of times with, um, and this is just for free, but a lot of times in when it comes to drama, you're getting a lot of name calling and you're getting a lot of insults. And of course, you know, scripture tell us to, tells us to repay insults with blessings. Proverbs twenty twenty two. do not say I will pay you back for this wrong. Wait for the Lord and he will avenge you. Romans twelve seventeen. never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see that you are honorable. And, you know, so when you're looking at these situations and they stir up the anger in you, just remember what God has called us to because we want to do things. We want to be honorable. We want to be seen as honorable, and we do not, as believers, repay evil for evil. Our motivation should never be to lash back out and repay evil for evil, and that's what a lot of times gets this drama stuff all stirred up. And then my last piece of advice, uh, two 
you know, just a few verses here. And I know I'm just hammering you guys with Bible verses, but Second uh, Corinthians thirteen five. Examine yourself to see whether you are in faith. In the faith, test yourselves. Do you not realize that Jesus, that Christ Jesus, is in you, unless of course you fail the test. Examine yourself. And there's another verse in Psalms that talks about, um, you know, look to to look at yourself and say, is there any sin in me? Is there any is there anything in me first? Because a lot of times with this drama stuff that we get caught up in, it is us. Or going back to that very first quote that I said, it's us inviting it in. Maybe we're not creating it, but we're doing something to invite it and to welcome it into our lives. Okay, and then last one is I already mentioned uh, Philippians 4.8, you know, when we're talking, when you're looking at situations, at stories, at whatever may be out there, and you have a, a check in your spirit about it, ask yourself, Philippians 4.8, is it true? Is it honest? Is it just? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it of good report? Does it have virtue? Is it praiseworthy? Those are the things we should think on. And of course, if we're not going to think on it, we shouldn't say it either. So these, these are, that's the filter that we should put these things through. And so, and I know this was a little bit of a different episode. My, I put, I put my, my biblical counselor's hat on this week um, because I just saw a lot of drama over some of these stories that I talked about this week over the, um, the Jason L. Dean thing, over the, um, the Barbie movie, a lot of this stuff, this just drama. And we have to do a better job as believers of not inviting drama into our lives. And so that's just really a word of caution with some of these commentators out there who are political commentators. And I realize like they got to make a buck. And so they do what they got to do to, to, you know, support their families. But you and I don't necessarily have to consume it. And we don't have to fill our lives with it. And we don't have to waste time getting caught up in a lot of times what I consider to just be drama. You know, you can uh, you can know the truth about a situation and just walk away. You don't have to get caught up in the infighting with a lot of this stuff. So anyway, you know, and, and here's the last one. There's the last verse that I'll give you about this. Proverbs 21, 23. Whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. Because you want to know something? With drama, most often there comes trouble. So that's just a word of advice. And so again, you know, drama and all of this, are you, are you creating it, inviting it, or associating with people that bring it? Hope you have a great week. I know it was a different episode, but it's just things I've been thinking about this week. And uh, so I just decided to talk about it. Hope you have a great weekend and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to The Hannah Miller Show. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast. This podcast is produced by Bob Sloan Audio Productions. If you'd like to find out more about Hannah or to schedule her for a speaking event, go to her website, thehannahmillershow.com.